0: July 30th, as we turn our attention to the New Testament, today's reading will come from the book of Romans, chapter 13, verses 1 through 14, where we will see that believers are citizens of heaven, but we must not minimize our responsibilities here on earth. We must be exemplary citizens so that the Lord will be glorified. There is the law. God has established human government because people are sinners and must be controlled. Governmental authority comes from God, so you must respect the office, even if you cannot respect the officer. The fear of punishment is not the highest motivation for obedience, but it is better uh, than having chaos. We'll read about love, love for God and for your neighbor, that's the highest motive for obedience. Love does what is right and just, and seeks the best for others. By nature, we do not have this kind of love, but the Lord gives it to us. And we'll read about light. Christian citizens live in the light of the Lord's return. Paul admonishes, wake up, dress up, clean up, and look up. Are you heeding it? It was Daniel Webster who said, Whatever makes men good Christians, makes them also good citizens. And now let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. July 30th, Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 14. Obey the government, for God is the one who put it there. All governments have been placed in power by God. So those who refuse to obey the laws of the land are refusing to obey God, and punishment will follow. For the authorities do not frighten people who are doing right, but they frighten those who do wrong. So do what they say, and you will get along well. The authorities are sent by God to help you. But if you are doing something wrong, of course you should be afraid, for you will be punished. The authorities are established by God for that very purpose to punish those who do wrong. So you must obey the government for two reasons, to keep from being punished and to keep a clear conscience. Pay your taxes, too, for these same reasons, for government workers need to be paid so they can keep on doing the work God intended them to do. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and import duties, and give respect and honor to all to whom it is due. Pay all your debts. Accept the debt of love for others. You can never finish paying that. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill all the requirements of God's law. For the commandments against adultery and murder and stealing and coveting and any other commandment are all summed up in this one commandment. Love does no wrong to anyone. So love satisfies all of God's requirements. Another reason for right living is that you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for the coming of our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So don't live in darkness. Get rid of your evil deeds. Shed them like dirty clothes. Clothe yourselves with the armor of right living as those who live in the light. We should be decent and true in everything we do so that everyone can approve of our behavior. Don't participate in wild parties and getting drunk, or in adultery and immoral living, or in fighting and jealousy, but let the Lord Jesus Christ take control of you, and don't think of ways to indulge your evil
1: desires. If you love awkward silences, you should come to one of my Bible classes. At least the one on the Holy Spirit. Because I always start by asking people, what do you know about the Holy Spirit? And I wish you could see people's faces. Uh, They scratch their heads. They take a guess. The Holy Spirit's like a wind. He's like a fire. He's like a bird or a bird on fire. And I say, no, that's the Hunger Games. And then I teach them actually what the Holy Spirit is like. And there's a little picture I draw. And the picture, if you can visualize, it looks like this. That there is just one God. There's not two or three or ten or a thousand gods. There's just one God. And yet the Bible says that there's the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And the Father is God and the Son, Jesus, is God. And the Holy Spirit is God. But they're not one another. Which means that the Holy Spirit is a person. Yes, many Christians know the Holy Spirit is God. But he's also a person. Which really helps me because I can't relate to the wind and I can't talk to a fire, but I can think about a person. Maybe that's why there's this famous blessing in the New Testament that Christians have used for thousands of years, and it says this, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. What would happen this week if the Holy Spirit, the giver of life, the giver of faith, the one who produces love and peace and joy in our hearts, would be like a person to you. A person you could talk to. A person you could ask questions of. A person you could invite into your life to do incredible things that only God can do. What if today the Holy Spirit was who he actually says he is? A person that loves you by God's amazing grace.
0: Today we're reading Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6. Though Psalm 23 is often read at funerals, its message applies to the days of your life right now. The Savior who died for you also lives for you and cares for you, the way a shepherd cares for the sheep. If you can say, The Lord is my shepherd, you can also say, I shall not want. The shepherd feeds us and leads us. Sheep must have grass and water to live and the shepherd finds those essential elements for them. God meets the everyday needs of your life as you follow Him so never worry. If we wander, He seeks us and restores us as He did with David, Jonah and Peter. When we need to know which way to go, He shows us the right path and then goes before us to prepare the way. Even in the places of danger, We need not be afraid. He is with you. At the end of the dark valley, He has a special blessing for you. You drink of the refreshing water of life and you receive the Spirit's anointing. The Shepherd is there to care for every hurt and heal every bruise. You know, one day you'll look back at your life and see that it was only goodness and mercy, and that includes the valley experiences. If life is difficult today, listen, just keep following the shepherd. He will never lead you where he cannot care for you. Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He lets me rest in green meadows, He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to His name. Even when I walk through the dark valley of death, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You welcome me as a guest anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 11. Even children are known by the way they act. Whether their conduct is pure and right.